If you like what we're doing at Star Wars in Character and at NeoZaz.com, we kindly ask that you take just a few minutes to check out our new Patreon page. Patreon is an opportunity to support the show and help us produce more specials, series, and events in the future. Check out patreon.com slash neozaz to see our milestone goals for the future of the show and the network and the perks and bonuses offered at our different levels of support. We love creating content at Neozaz and love doing these shows. We have a lot more we'd like to do, and with this new Patreon page, we look forward to starting those projects very soon. To learn more, visit patreon.com slash neozaz. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash n-e-o-z-a-z. Do you, who you love more, Torn Four or Wilbur Hood? Oh, come on. <laughs> that's not even. That's apples and orange jumpsuits. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew. Wanted to know. Or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Torin Four. Fuck! I was going to do an awesome joke. Here we are. I'm doing it still. I'm doing it again. <laughs> and now we know it's going to be. Hold on, ready? I want this whole thing here. Today we're talking about Torin. Near. Near. Phones him run all the way across the room. <laughs> Do I sound far away? I don't believe he ran though. I think that was a yeah. lie. The most exercise. Oh. <laughs> My shins are gonna kill me tomorrow. I'm going to teach you about torn and near and torn and far. <laughs> uh, torn far only appears in episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. True, that is a shame. She has lovely eyes. Ooh, Tim's in love. Tim's in love again. Uh, let's. Who will guess? Who will? Who will know where my names come from first? That's my game I'm playing right now. Wikipedia. No, don't look at my name, Dave. I'm looking at your, your brain. Name. All right. My name is the Sheik Chris. The Sheik. Oh, the I know. Sheik. I know already. Shit, Matt is good. What is it, Matt? Jamie Farr characters. Correct. That was from <laughs> Cannonball Run. That's pretty Jamie good. Far. Oh. <laughs> Tim's like, meow, meow. and I was so wow. mad that that um, Klinger wasn't. I couldn't use that for anybody because but of what? It, it has a K. It has an I speak. in it, and Tim has an I in it. That's no different than any other rule you laid out in the past. True. Tim dresses like a woman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now Dave might get. To, well, I don't know. Today I'm joined by. I don't know that I know any other Jamie. Farr. Wait a minute. How does the chic Chris work? Because it's because the sound and the, the sound the phonetics. Okay. <laughs> uh, today, today I'm joined by Jacob Marley Matt. Oh, oh I know that. Do you really? That's that quick. He played Jacob Marley in the fake Scrooge. Oh my god! Thing that they're filming in Scrooge. Yes. With oh my oh. god! That, that is awesome. You know what that was beyond? It's just just fucking incredible. No, I just got done saying I didn't know any other genie. I know you did. Yeah. Adam, <laughs> yeah. You do this. Him and Buddy Hackett. Because <laughs> that was like a joke within a joke in Scrooge. The actors that they had in that Scrooge adaptation in that movie were like guys that were like past their prime. You know, yeah, like yeah. guys you would guys you <laughs> like that. And, and so nip. That's right, and he, and he's really looking. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Buddy Hackett. I was just talking oh, with God. someone about Buddy Hackett the other day. That is a sentence I've never heard in my life. <laughs> well, I remember as a kid watching a Buddy Hackett HBO special, and I don't remember the joke. I just remember the punchline, and, and I just remember Buddy Hackett go. He goes. He's like. He's like, shut up and drive the car. You can feel her tits later. <laughs> Buddy Hackett? Buddy Hackett said this that? Is a Buddy Hackett. This is an early 80s Buddy Hackett routine. What was that? But I just remember, you can you can, you can can feel her tits later. Chapoopy. 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 <laughs> My dad was roaring. I didn't know what the hell there was, what was going on. Dad was roaring. <sighs> well, to my right, <laughs> this one, no one's getting this. Okay. I will do whatever you 
asked me to do, I will do. Mel Gibson. No one's getting this. Ahmed Dave. Ahmed? Ahmed. 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 Dave. I don't know. Is Jamie Farr in Ishtar? <laughs> no. This is his character on an episode of I Dream a Genie. Wow. Oh. oh. And. He didn't do anything besides. No, he mash. didn't do anything. What are we going to do, mashing character? I never do. What? <laughs> I love Hawkeye. Mashing, mashing character is painless. <laughs> and I'm joined by Thaddeus Tim. That's got to be a the cartoon. story ever told. Oh, uh, you're getting biblical there. That one? I do remember that he was in that. <laughs> when I saw uh, Matt's character, I said I saw the word four. I'm like, I have to do a Jamie Four stuff. I had to. He's great. He is great. I don't even know where to begin my argument of why you're still not using the encyclopedia I spent all that money on and doing <laughs> things like this. I actually, I used it the other night, as a matter, matter of fact. Would you spill actually, something and need to clean it up? No, I actually picked my character from that encyclopedia. Oh, thank God. That's an expensive character. <laughs> well, um, Jacob Marley Matt. Jacob Marley Matt. <laughs> go with... Uh, Go inside, torn far for us, please. Oh, I would love to. Deep. I would love to. Deep. Torn far is a human female and my new favorite lady of Star Wars. Mm. She was the chief communication officer for the Rebel Alliance. She was also the one and only woman, in, other than Princess Leia, to have a speaking role in Empire Strikes Back. Do any of you guys know... Her line, her very short but memorable line. Do me two one B. That's Blu-ray. Oh. <laughs> two one deep. Um. I didn't, that doesn't I, even make sense. It does. <laughs> I didn't know she had a line because I no. was gonna, I was gonna time that scene today, like you know, like how long she was on screen. And my son and I sat down. We we're gonna do it. And I put it on, and there was at least three different women in that scene. Was it really? Oh, wait, oh. yes, it's okay. And I, told him, and I told him to shut it off because I didn't know which one. She That's was. true. That is true. Yes, yes. Well, she does have a line, very short line, that it is standby, ion control, fire. So she gives the, Ooh. essentially starts the attack on Hoth. I guess you could say. I didn't put that in my notes, but now that I'm thinking about it, she really does fire the first shot in all this. Wow! So it wasn't for her, there'd be no Empire. There'd be no Return of the Jedi. <laughs> there'd be no Cloud City. Oh, so Torn Far. Her story starts well with her birth, but she was born and raised on the planet Chandrilla. I think is how you say it. Chandril, yeah, Chandrilla. There's no Y next to that A. With her sister Samak. Oh, she had to. Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> uh, Chandrilla was the home planet of Mon Mothma as well. Ooh. And so, as we know, is the leader of the Alliance, and she was a political bleh, political figure on that planet as well. So Torn's family was pretty much loyal to Mon Mothma throughout Torn's life. So for once in one of these stories, we have a significant character in the Rebellion that was raised as a rebel in a sense we don't have that whole they worked for the empire they went to the academy and they went and they got disillusioned and jumped ship so i found that part even just in the beginning of this kind of refreshing for a character for once on this show not bad torrent <laughs> so to protect once the empire started to come into power and start taking over and and tightening its grip on the world on the i guess the planets you should say the galaxy that's what i'm looking for uh, Torrin's parents had worked with the Chandrilla authorities to stage this large-scale transporter crash that supposedly killed a lot of the children that were uh, children of parents who were followers of Mon Mothma and that regime that would eventually be fighting the Empire. And two of the children that were in this staged crash were supposedly Torrin and her sister. So what she had done was sent Torrin off-world to what was now being referred to as the Rebel Alliance. And actually the sister as well. I'm sorry. So Torrin and her sister. There, her sister started to become a pretty skilled pilot while Torrin was studying communications. 
So they kind of went their separate ways, even though they were they were both a part of the alliance. Oh, okay. So they pretty much honed their skills in their separate worlds, and then it came the time to evacuate. They missed all the action on Yavin. This is they were a little too young to be involved in that. Hmm. So okay, like, we're missing chortle. all of the action. Shit. Ah. <laughs> Where are the hot soldiers? Why am I just picturing these two girls showering Nega in the shower? Because <laughs> you're always picturing that. Like, seriously. Why am I picturing Torn Fars? Never regions. Uh, Baby Fars. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. Address, though. With, with then. Buddy Hackett. <laughs> Buddy Wackett. Oh. You can feel that tits on the top. <laughs> What did he say to him? What did he say to him? Yeah. Could feel her tits later. Would you shut up and pilot the snow speeder? You can feel her tits later. (laughs) So, (laughs) but by the time the the whole Death Star battle and the uh, Battle of Yavin had come and gone, they were now full fledged soldiers for the Rebel Alliance. And once the evacuation to Hoth had come about, that's where they were both assigned. So they're kind of reunited, not under the greatest circumstances, but they were reunited at least. And it feels so good. Did yeah. they shower together? They did, no? with Buddy Hackett and Jamie Farr. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Farr was feeling her tits. It was later. <laughs> and they it was wonderful. Right? Has to be. Buddy What's Hackett, that? the seagull from The Little Mermaid. He has to be dead. Oh, God, him. that's who it is. Yeah, Buddy Hackett? Now you need, now you're going to make me put down my hey, Buddy Hackett is dead. He died about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Tim knows everything about Buddy, Buddy Hackett. Hackett. Buddy he was on. He, Buddy Hackett was on the first season of Last Common Standing and then died. Yeah, it was. It was eleven <laughs> years ago. Tim's pretty damn close. That is impressive. Oh, Tim, have you ever have you ever whacked it to Buddy Hackett? You whack it, Hackett. I just dream about feeling her tits later. <laughs> just that <laughs> scene where the seagull the and the Little Mermaid were on the screen at the same time. <laughs> Tim's the president. I of did. The Hackett fan club. I did. I mean, he was in "It's a Mad, 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 Mad World," which is a classic. That's too 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 many Mads. Too many Mads. Too few worlds. Follow up on Dave's comment. He's also he's not only the president. He's also a member, and he's also the only member. Yeah. <laughs> and the curator of the museum, which is in his basement. Do you have a Buddy Hackett museum in your basement like Chris has Star Wars? <laughs> it's a Billy Zane museum. <laughs> that it's I just, can't believe. Do you have a talking it's bust of Buddy a, Hackett that says, you can drive the car later, or fill it, uh, whatever the hell the line was. Damn can, drive the car, you can feel her tits later. <laughs> have you, Tim, have you ever thought of that while you were feeling tits or no? <laughs> thought about Buddy, ha- Buddy Hackett? No, uh, Buddy Hackett's be... line. Of his line while you were feeling so no. much. If, no? I, if that happened, I think I would just totally lose my <laughs> erection. <laughs> <laughs> I you say train of thought for a second with that long pause. Ugh. I was thinking about how long my erection is. <laughs> I, which, had to, I, which, I had to see the end of it in order to comment <laughs> on it. Which is totally... Oh, this is way off track here. Uh, I told... I told Dave Tim when you saw um, <laughs> Dave Tim. What is that like, Steve Dave? But you, what I said, I don't know what I said. But I, I told Dave when you said when I when you saw that Sean Penn movie, all right, just <laughs> yeah. ago, and I and I said and Matthew loved this, and I said, why is it rated R? Because I might, you know, I'm going to take Luke. You know, I don't care if it's violent and whatnot. Who cares? You sent me back in like eight seconds of photo of seven inch erect penis. And you said dongs, a shitload of dongs. <laughs> and I have a cock on my phone because of the Tim. How did you know there's the not inch? one penis in that entire movie? How did you know the measurement right off the top from the picture? <laughs> Are you saying, man? I'm, I'm, you, you no, don't, I'm don't, don't, don't. So there's lines. <laughs> I there's, thought there's, you were saying you send it to me. Okay, like a tree, you just count the rings. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think it was a picture off of Wikipedia or something. Yeah, sure it was, Tim. <laughs> Tim, you kill me. <laughs> Send this to Matt. Oh, good. In case you're wondering what a, what a penis looks like, Matt. I don't need to wonder. <laughs> All right. Sense. <laughs> That's what I get, Matt. When I ask what's in, what's in the gunman movie. Well, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I haven't deleted that out of my phone yet, and you won't. I, I got two now. 
What a mass text? What are your texts? All right. I'm actually going to put that as your profile picture on my phone now. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if it's a phone? It's a phone call and text and the it pops up. Especially if my mom's borrowing my phone for a second. <laughs> she goes, is that Chris's? Oh. <laughs> Speaking of that, my mother, I was talking to her right before you guys got that news, that latest snowstorm. And she's like, Oh, I listened to the voting episode today. I'm thinking to myself, what day is it? I'm like, oh, shit. It's a give me the dick day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, okay. Thanks for listening. I am not going to follow up anymore on this conversation. What if I see her? And she says hi to me. (sighs) Where were we at Torrent Farm? I don't know. (laughs) I got my thumb by the note where I left off. All right. Torrent Farm. Okay. Yes. Echo Base. Torn was assigned as the chief communications officer of Echo Command, and her duties sorry, Duty. her duties comprised of monitoring space communications and activities surrounding Hoth and relaying orders to troops and vessels in the field. When Admiral Ozel brought the fleet out of hyperspace too close to Hoth, Torn Far was the first to see and alert General Raken. So again, not only did she fire the first shot, but she got the troops on the ground and Got everybody ready to fight, I guess you'd say, in a sense. Mm-hmm. So the battle started, and Torn was assigned the command firing the ion cannon, which is kind of how we started this whole episode, so we know about that. And she ordered those first shots that did disable the Star Destroyer Tyrant and allowed that first transport to escape when we heard. Was that is that the scene, Tim, with Mark Hamill that says the first transport is away? Is yeah, it- the first transport is away. I hit one of the biggest ship out in space. I hit it. Are you sure she does not? She's not a mother and sound like I hit one of those big ships out. Look in at space. that ship up there! I just shot a fucking laser out of a goddamn gigantic nipple tit outside and hit that thing. And my goodness, did it explode! Will someone make me a latte? <laughs> someone hashtag that hashtag hashtag nipple nipple gun. Cannon. It reminds me of my own body. <laughs> now that's that's someone's mother now talking to. I have children and they tell me the same thing. Mother, you gave me life out of that nipple gun, and I said, "You're welcome." <laughs> you should what? see my grandson. He's going to be king one day. <laughs> <laughs> She's this mother is always like an old Jewish New yeah, York, know, right? <laughs> Jeez. That's where mothers are born. Oh, oh! Hebrew, well, New York. In this tour and far, yes. Because I, so like I said, I was, I was looking at this, and it's. I was surprised to see there be so many different women in that room, looking at those pieces of glass that are supposed to be computer screens. Right, right. they're all secretaries. Which one is she? Like, which? I mean, are you like? Is she the one? Because I was like, oh, she looks like Princess Leia. But a lot of them do. They all, they all had nipple tits. That's true. <laughs> you know, I not having watched the scene recently, I really can't pinpoint which one she is because I have the still picture of her. I don't know. I'm going to look it up while you're talking. Okay. They all have, they even have like that weird braid thing going on in there. there. Because yeah. the, the description you just gave is like the exact picture I have of her. She's sitting there looking like Princess Leia staring at one of those screens that's supposed to be a computer screen. So you I, your description I can't narrow down because that's the only reference I have. Alright, I see the picture now. Yeah, this she she does look like Carrie Fisher a little. I thought you were going to say she does look like a Jewish mother from New York. <laughs> Damn. Not so. Here's where I looked up. If anyone cares? Nope. <laughs> Nipple tits. Uh, see that. And there's a bunch of them here. Hey, what do you know? They have stuff like that on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's the first time I ever tried this, Dave. <laughs> I like how I like how Torin Far has like one of those like neck pillows around her, like just like when she's like like if you're sleeping on a plane or or in a car, you get that little neck pillow. Like, oh, well, she's such a dedicated rebel that she just never leaves her post. She just leans her head back, catches twenty winks, and right back at it. 
Maybe it's one of those things that are like aromatherapy, and you put them in the microwave, and they. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what it is. Here's a here's a photo of her and four lamb and Zuckus. I saw that. Oh, I'm getting to that. Oh, this is where the story gets awesome. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, no, no. I wasn't cutting you off. I'm just saying that's a great part of the story. Well, as far as evacuating, uh, she was one of the very last to leave. In fact, she was ordered by Princess Leia to get out of Dodge on her way out. So she was going to hang in there till the very end giving orders, relaying information to the troops, making sure they were safe and taken care of. But even Princess Leia Organa said, this is, you know, as far as as much as you can do, get out of here. So she did. So she ran out to the flight deck to the last transport ship. And as she ran out there, she saw quite a few, or I should say a, a large number of seriously wounded soldiers that made their way back to the flight deck. So she boarded the transport, but then delayed it taking off long enough to get these wounded soldiers on board as well as helped drag 21B onto the ship as well to oh. tend to the wounded before the ship took off. Hence going back to what I said earlier, do me 21B. There you go. It all <laughs> By any means she's going to she's going <laughs> to rock that guy. Mm. I think I I, mean, I remember I don't I'm not going to jump ahead cuz I want to hear you tell the story but now the Chris saw that picture, and you're talking about there's something going on with Fort Lawman Zuckus. I think I know where this is headed. Okay, cool, cool. So we uh, should have a good discussion of it. So the ship did take off. Now, this the ship is called the Bright Hope, so I'll just finally listed its name so I can stop saying transport ship. So Bright Hope took off just before snowtroopers entered the base, so it took off safely from the ground at least. Now, when it got to the air, that was a different story because the... Imperials pretty much figured out where all the ships were launching from. They figured out the flight path, so they were ready for them. So even though the pilot did try to do some evasive maneuvers, it took a pretty pretty hard beating as far as getting shot at by Star Destroyers and now deployed TIE Fighters. So the ship was pretty much crippled, not destroyed. Now, the Imperials were definitely going to come, not going to, since it was disabled and not going anywhere, they were not going to blow it up because they wanted to go and get prisoners for sure from this rebel ship, but they weren't going to do it right away because they were still taking care of the fight on the ground. Well, while the Bright Hope was adrift, Torin kind of took command of these wounded and of the passengers on the ship and formulated a plan to load 18 of the most valuable members of the rebellion onto three the three escape pods on the ship and sent them to the <laughs> other side of Hoth away from the damage to come or well, for, in hopes that they would, they would definitely survive. They'd be alive and hope that they'd be rescued later because they were important to the rebellion. So if they were going to get captured, these 18 top people, at least on this, this ship, were going to evade capture. Thanks to her. They send them to the other side of Hoth and it's like a nice sunny tropical yeah. <laughs> area. They're like, how, what the hell? I'd love to just go that, around the damn planet. I'd love to see that that decision-making process, like why those 18 got picked, especially in front of all the others. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, so who was 19 number? 19 <laughs> I'm sorry, Ricky. 19. If but- I was number 19. I would have shot 18. <laughs> yeah. Guess who's 18 now, man. <laughs> so the bright hope floated aimlessly in space for quite a while. Actually, I think it is listed it as days. So I guess the empire really wasn't worried about them getting away. Well, they managed to get long-term life support working, but that was about it. Communications were dead. They had no propulsion. All they could do was just sit and wait and hope the rebels came for them before anyone else did. Or cheesy anyone? Yeah, right? Or uh, Connect 4 on those big computer boards. <laughs> <laughs> but before, the rebels did not arrive, but neither did the Imperials. But instead, two pair of rescuers boarded the Bright Hope and loaded the last of the survivors, including Torin, onto their ship and away from danger. Now, I have listed 90 survivors altogether, so that's how many. Ooh. So there was, I guess that's, what, 108 there were at one point. So 90 survivors, with Torin included, now off the Bright Hope and onto the strange ship. Now, before, of course, Torin, far being the awesome rebel babe she is, erased every bit of computer records on the Bright Hope on her way out. She probably... Threw in some kind of virus script, slipped it in, took off because she's awesome. 
That's in the story. I didn't. It was one, one floppy disk. <laughs> now these two rescuers just alludes to what we just brought up minutes ago. These were Forlom and Zuckus. Mm-hmm. Yep, they had just beedy, left. Beedy, beedy. <laughs> they had just left a meeting with Darth Vader and the other bounty hunters about finding the Millennium Falcon. We know that scene. Obviously, oh. everybody knows that scene. And there, this is this is actually kind of interesting. I actually like this, uh, even though we heard way too much about Forlom and Zuckus in that Forlom episode. This was something I don't remember, and I actually liked. When they left that meeting, their initial idea was to go to Hoth and see who was left that they could possibly pick up and lure Han Solo to them. So that's why they're here, and that's why they grabbed these 90 people off the this uh, dead-in-space transport ship. I actually thought that was kind of neat. That is, that is neat. I remember parts of that story from other... <laughs> Episodes. I don't even remember what was the Orlam Zuckus episode that we ended up talking about them a lot. But that's come up a lot that they were there. It just came up recently that they were in a trivia question or something. Oh, probably. They were, yeah. They were sitting out in space waiting and ended up helping these people. But what you're saying is that they were really there to like poach people. Yeah. Yeah. They were there. That was their plan. They're like, we'll go to Hoth. There's bound to be someone important to the Alliance. And we're going to draw, if we can't draw Han Solo, we're going to draw someone that can lead us to Han Solo to us by taking whoever, whoever the most important person is, we can get a hold of at Hoth. And, and apart from those 18 people, they got everyone that was left. Do you think like all 90 people couldn't tell four lumps legs apart? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because one had they had their name tags reversed. Exactly. Uh, Who are you again? Are you Zuckus? Are you are you the bug guy? <laughs> Help me out here. If I remember correctly from that story, I think they uh, Zuckus was had like lung issues, and yes, two one B like fixed them up. And so since he fixed them up, and the two of them had a love that dare not speak its name, they decided, you know what? These rebel guys aren't so bad. And in fact, we're going to hang out with these guys for a while. And then they were kind of rebels for a little while, if I remember correctly. Yeah, actually, that is the details are in this story. So that is actually where this kind of leads hey. next. So um, Torn figured out that these guys are not rescuers. She didn't really know who they were. She knew they weren't good guys. So somehow now this is this this particular detail is not in the story. And I guess I can accept it because there's some good detail coming up. She convinced them not to take them directly to the Empire right away, but instead to go to have her meet the rebel contacts on the closest planet to Hoth, which was called uh, Darlin Boda. So they agreed. I, I, I really wish they had uh, explained how she did that. And, and, uh, and jobs. Exactly. Yeah, give me the dick. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> But they they did, and uh, Zuckus and Forlom did take him to this planet. So while they're on Darlin Boda, Forlom ventured into the city to solve some of his possessions and take odd jobs. And this harkens back to the story Tim told of Forlom when he'd be like, he would do anything for Zuckus to help him heal. Like I think Tim's example was if someone's cat was stuck in a tree, he got him down for like two credits. This is yeah. when I read that part of the story. Like this is exactly what Tim was talking about. <laughs> And it was, and and this was to raise money to help Zuckus. This is exactly why he's doing it. Let's see. Tor- so Torin made contact with the rebels there, and she was given her new assignment right then and there, and that was to command the medical frigate Redemption and a squadron of Alliance Special Forces. So the medical frigate came to Darlin Boda to pick her up, and. In this time, she learned about Zuckus's ailment, and now that she's assigned to this major super high-tech medical frigate offers to get him treatment, which she does. So between her and the medical frigate and 2-1-B, they heal Zuckus of his scarred, scorched, whatever the hell's wrong with his lungs. Something about him breathing oxygen in and almost killing himself from what I remember in that story. (laughs) So you think that's what that picture is that Chris saw? It's like her... Almost like at his bedside or something. Uh, it's her giving him a handy. I think that's, him. yeah, I was going to say, that looks like them, because he looks like he's piloting. So I'm yeah, thinking that's sure. her talking him into taking them to, uh, what was it, Darla Boda? Darlin Boda. Darla Boda. Darla hey, where Boda. is her hand? Tim, her hand's under. <laughs> exactly. Well, exa- I'm yeah. not arguing that that's not happening. And what's weird is, is, is her right hand Someone is. Someone has is, potatoes. Her, white, her right hand's wagging off forearm. Her left hand is literally right in front of Zuckus. 
So that's like you with the like you're skiing and two one B's watching the whole time. <laughs> He's just watching skiing. Yeah. Doing a He's wonderful job, Torin. He's going to take that old fashioned microphone piece out of his mouth and <laughs> he'll take it out and start singing. It's not unusual to be whacked by anyone. <laughs> but Torin far. <laughs> I think Matt has a big bad crush on. I think he I does. do. I love Torn Far. Wow. Do you, who do you love more, Torn Far or River Hood? Oh come on, <laughs> that's not even that. That's apples and orange. That's apples and orange jumpsuits. <laughs> that's good. That's How about Torn Far or Tion Chyler? See, that's a tough one because I'm really starting to think. Uh, the these continuing storylines and whatnot with because I just wrote and we're about to record one for our uh, celebration event of uh, uh, radio the read along drama with Will Warhead and Tian Chyler that might be the third one might be writing Tian Chyler out and putting Torn Far in. Oh no, I know and writing a, a Tian or a Torn Far and Matt fan fiction. Yeah, through Will Warhead. Fifty Shades of Torn. There you go. I would, I would the last seat would be great though a cat fight with Chrissy doing both the voices. Look at you, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, where are we? So, like I said, uh, did I say this? Yes, Torn Far aboard the Redemption, getting Zuckus medical help. Now in command of a squad of elite special forces. I should say special special forces for the rebellion. She is. Ready to give her first command, which she does, and her first command, first orders of business is to take the redemption back to Hoth and retrieve those 18 rebels she sent to the other side of the planet, which she did, and she successfully retrieved them all. All of them. All of them. And they're all the better for it, because she's She's, awesome. She is, uh, what's that going on there? She's, uh, she's like one of Charlie's angels or something, man. Beautiful and badass. Yeah. Yes. And smart. That's the thing that really attracted me to her. So, okay. From Hoth, she took the redemption back to the Rebel Rendezvous point. This is where she is reuni- reunited with Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. This is also the ship that the Millennium Falcon is docked to at the end of Empire. So, we've all seen this ship. That ship, that, and it's the same ship that Luke and... Leia and I think C-3PO and R2-D2 are watching Lando take the Falcon away on. That's, that is the ship. Tornfar is in charge of that thing. They let her drive it? No, I didn't say she's a pilot. She's in charge of it. <laughs> she walks in, talks to Luke. Hey, are you a Jedi yet? <laughs> what, you quit school early? You're going to be nothing. That's, You're nothing. That's, that's a younger mother right there. Tim's voice was that's like, what you get for quitting school. You Who's lose that? a hand. <laughs> What, hey, what would happen to me if I lost my hand? Check this out. I didn't think of this, but if it wasn't for Torn Far, Luke wouldn't have that hand. That's the hand he uses to fight Vader with and defeat him. So without Torn Far, Empire would still be ruling the galaxy. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Drop that Boom. mic. <laughs> Boom. I would. It's on a stand, though. I did let go of it and just stayed here. That's <laughs> <laughs> the most anticlimactic <laughs> mic drop ever. She remained commander of the redemption all the way through the battle of Endor. She was also reunited with her sister Semak because she was assigned to the squadron that would escort the redemption back and forth from wherever it was going to. Did they shower together? Absolutely. Why not? My sister Semak. Especially if they were twins. But, oh, and then she was stalked down and shot by an overzealous fan. (laughs) Oh, I gotta cut that out now. Down. <laughs> well, well it's, it's the truth. Yeah, it's, it's just reporting the news. That, that's, that's true. Nope. That's that is old. That's old news. Yeah, yeah, two, years ago. Is that too that's soon? Six years ago. Too soon, Matt. <laughs> She'd be so ugly now. She'd be in her fifties. I think. I think Pam Dauber is the kiss of death, man. Anybody that gets near her. <gasps> oh, oh my God! Oh, wow. No. I will Except cry. Except for right. Mark Harmon. Well, look at him. <laughs> well, okay. He's a star now. He's a big star. All been downhill since summer school. <laughs> who who played more? Get an education. Who's that big guy, Jonathan, Jonathan. Winters. He's so he's dead. dead. Yeah, okay. Pam Dauber. <laughs> <Whatever, buddy Hackett. laughs> dead Dauber. What else has he been in? <laughs> dead Because if I look up shit and then there's people who are dead who start with her. What did that guy? What about that guy? that was like Zormac or something on Mork and Mindy. <laughs> he's got to be dead. <laughs> 
<laughs> the guy in the robe? Yeah. yeah. He is dead, I think. That guy, speaking of which, bring it full circle. <laughs> that guy looked like a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> it was wear robes. What was his name? What's his but name? Wait, Uncle Owen wore robes Exodor. and he wasn't a Jedi. Ex- Exodor. Exodor. Exodor, yeah, that guy. Is he dead? He would come in, Mark. He was like the he was like the the Christopher Lloyd taxi character. I'm looking at it right on now. work on work in Mindy. Yep, he's dead. Oh, See? why? Why is that, Dave? Pam Dauber. Yeah. Dead Dauber. <laughs> what about the guy that did the voice of Orson? Nope, he's dead too. No, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, what about fun. the what about the old guy that used to conduct the imaginary band during the credits? <laughs> Her dad, the yeah, Conrad Janis. Red, no, he's alive. What? He's alive. I'm he alive? I'm sorry. I bet you his mother, though, the woman that played his mother's did. That grandmother's dead. The one that listened to disco music. Yeah, Elizabeth Kerr. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. She she does a lot of like voices here, I'm noticing. Who, Pam Dauber? Yeah. Elizabeth Kerr? Oh. I got another one for you. Holy crap. Bastard. Chris, get ready to I cry. I know it. I just saw it, you fucker. John Ritter. John Ritter. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I just saw that. I have just discovered something. It was what great TV actors? Just the curse of Pam Dauber. I just or came TV up actors. With Come on, <sighs> this is a real thing. <laughs> Man, yeah. Oh, that hit me hard, Dave. Jeez, <laughs> oh, but but this okay. is about Torn Far. <laughs> oh yeah, she's hot. <laughs> she is hot. Does she die? Oh, of course she does. I mean, oh well, we all saw it. We all saw it die. She she was on the redemption during the Battle of Endor. In fact, she was she is really got killed. I mean, she that was one of those ships that was blown away by the second Death Star. I mean, no coming back from that. She's on the <laughs> ship that gets shot by the by the the uh, cannon, nine cannon. Yeah, when he goes, he goes when he says, "Now we did that." Firepower that for the and then they start firing. That's what it was Louis Anderson. There? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that's one of the ships that gets blown away, and Nine Nine goes, "Oh, the bottle." And she's on that ship. She was. Do you know who was helping? She's not one with the ship. Pam Dauber. Pam Dauber was on the Death Star. No, Pam Dauber. What was she filming on the Death Star? My. I can't even think of a, a good sitcom name. Well, that joke fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Vader. I don't know. <laughs> Morgan Vader. I like that. That's, that's a shame. Uh, By the way, I did uh, the going back to Buddy Hackett. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that that the, the HBO special Live from Atlantic City, New Jersey is on DVD. Nice. Are you getting it? Go. Is that where the joke comes from? That joke you're talking about? I believe it's, I believe it's from that. Yeah. All right. I might have to get it. So. He was dirty. Yeah, he was. He was a dirty comic. He we would had tell that jokes. discussion on the Little Mermaid episode of The Gradies that we were surprised to hear him as a voice actor on a Disney, uh, certainly a children's cartoon, because he was a little at that time. Yeah, a little, little dirty, like you were just saying. And he used to screw with her, like, and have her comb her hair with a fork because yeah, he right. was such a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I'm submitting John Ritter here. Oh, uh, I can see it on your face. You're in full on John Ritter mode. I am, man. I love John Ritter. So, <laughs> I love his son now, too. Well, he better not ever meet Pam Dauber. Right. <laughs> We're going to have an, one less Ritter on the planet. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> well, that is the un- or the anticlimactic end of Torn Far. I wanted to have a little more grand uh, exit on her story, but no, that's it. She was killed. By the de- on the ship by the Death Star, so I guess I can't really have her in these dramas. So I don't know what I'm going to do now. Get a room, Matt. Yeah, oh, I'm in my room. <laughs> <laughs> is there a big torn far post? Is, is he, on is my he dressed on my computer. Like, are you are you dressed, Matt, right now? Define dressed. <laughs> do you have pants on? Define pants. <laughs> and defined on. <laughs> <laughs> is your scrotum touching wood? <laughs> no, not wood. Okay. Are you touching wood? Uh, no. <laughs> you thought about it for two <laughs> seconds. That was a great story. So, a little bit of behind the scenes. Torn Far. She was played by German actress Bridget Kahn, which I cannot mm. find much. Well, she had, does stuff now today, but I. Yeah, I wish I hadn't looked her up. 
Oh, what? that bad? No, no, she's, she's not bad. She's. I mean, this is thirty-five years later. So I mean, no more than that. That's it's thirty-four, almost forty years later. What did I expect? You know, she's German. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, what? How many years is it since Empire? I'm fucking 35. up my math. Here. Okay, it's thirty-five years later. Sorry. Okay. We haven't had. There's an. I mean, most of the actors and actresses are. From just a, a, a few places, I, I can't remember right. too many Germans being in Star Wars as yeah. far as acting. Nine. <laughs> I mean, the pictures I found of her just looks like her older, but she's this very plain, uh, slightly past middle aged woman. And it's not bad, but it's just like, oh, well, I mean, it is 35 years later. What did I expect? If you saw her at a convention, what would you do? Oh, uh, I probably nothing because I don't go to those conventions. All right. Oh. <laughs> Are we voting for podcast awards again? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I got a question for you. No, um, would you would you like uh, no line? And she doesn't have a line. She's just bored. Would you strike up a conversation? I would actually probably go get her autograph because I am starting to kind of I wouldn't say necessarily really want, but would not mind having car- uh, the autographs of some of these characters that I'm starting to enjoy, and this is one of them. So I think I probably would go. Get her autograph and talk to her a little bit. So I, th- I think I would actually. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that's touching. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sweet. Good. And there might be touching. There might be. Touching. <laughs> might be touching. Would you slide your digits across the table ever so slowly? You mean my phone number, or do you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. Digit. <laughs> phone number. Phone number. Sure. Mm. I'll give her. I'll give her one of my Neo's as cards. That's my phone number on it. I'll be a little subtle about it. That's the play a move. There you go. <laughs> Look at this. Here, Bridget. Uh, my card. Yeah, there you go. This is a, the podcast we do. We did an episode on you. Here's the, the website and my other contact information's on there. You know, do with it what you will. And really enjoyed your part in that movie. And uh, see you later. Look at that. That <laughs> that sounds rehearsed. It does. <laughs> <laughs> He's in front of a mirror right now saying that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she was originally credited as Rebel Officer. She was named in the short story of Possible Futures, The Tale of Zuckus and Forlom, which was in the Tales of the Bounty Hunter book, which we did talk extensively about during the Forlom episode, for sure. I remember that. She appeared in several editions of that Star Wars card game, of course, and through one line of the Wizards of the Coast games. I guess there was some confusion at one point of who actually played her because there was an edition of wizards of the coast games another card game that used her picture but gave her a different character name and also a credit of stephanie english as the actor but it turns out that Mm -hmm. was they had mixed that up somewhere along the line and it is bridget khan as i guess is the official word on who played torin far she was part of the 2014 wave four edition of the star wars black series action figures and I have one, believe it or not. What? Really? And I'll tell you why. I had it. I bought it because it looked a lot like Tion Chyler, and I was going to give a shot at or give a try at doing figure customizations. But now that I've read the story and I haven't done it yet, I am not going to touch that figure. I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to alter it. You're going to make your <laughs> custom map picture. <laughs> right. There you go. Cool. <laughs> what was that, Tim? Oh. <laughs> it's Matt going, hello. Hello. So, uh, what figures do I have that I could make a Matt figure out of? I have Dengar. <laughs> no, no, not my Boro Hood. Hood. Uh, I guess my Yonder Dog Argon. If I can't get out and start running some more, I won't be too far from her. So, I guess I could use that one. <laughs> oh, and to close it out, to quote Tim, that's all I got. Woohoo! Hey. Not bad. I like that story. I was really that's one of those weird instances when I'm doing the research and just really getting into the story and kind of like having to go back. I'm like, oh shit, I missed like the whole five years of her story in my notes because I'm sitting here reading enjoying it. <laughs> so I like that. I'm glad that I'm glad I picked that character. Well well done. Thank you. When- Fantastic. Now, I think it's time for something that we need to bring up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> feedback. 
As for feedback, I don't know if you guys know this because it seemed to go right by everybody on Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere else on the internet. But apparently, in the Bantha episode, Dave's question, he had gotten wrong, but we had credited it to him as being right. I think what? the question. I think the question was. When was Anakin Skywalker's name first used in the original trilogy? And Dave said it was A New Hope, but it's actually the scene in Dagobah with the ghost Obi-Wan and Luke. And oh my God, if you ever want, you know, th there's these companies out there that you can pay to get you noticed on Facebook and Twitter and all these other things. You don't need to pay them a, a penny. All you have to do is get a Star Wars trivia question wrong, because holy crap. Did everybody in the world point out to this? This was this was wrong. So sorry we made a mistake, but no one let that go unescaped, man. Man, there had to be Incorrect. like yeah, that'd be like twenty posts on Facebook, Twitter. There was a couple of tweets, and I I'd be getting still get emails when there's a new episode that goes by and we haven't addressed this. So yes, yes, we know it's wrong. Anyone that hasn't heard it yet, we know already. Stop. We're taking care of it right now. But what I said, he was right. Yes. Then I should still get the points. I'm just kidding. Do what you want. I just want to acknowledge it because I'm tired of getting emails after every new post <laughs> saying I haven't brought it up yet. Maybe the where I asked it from was was wrong. Like that's what that said. I uh, guess you made up this question. I went back and listened to the recording. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> well, I will remedy this in the scores then. Absolutely, and thank you for pointing. How many points? Okay. Dave had. I went back and checked. Dave had bet two points, so he was awarded two points. So I will be subtracting two points from my total. Well, here's the question. Do we lose points when we get it wrong? So do you have to subtract four? No, I think... No. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Damn. Well, we be, please get this right. I don't want any more emails. So I would have <laughs> bet, bet two. I would have gotten them, which I did. But you have to go back four. It's a, it's a hopscotch. <laughs> it's a hopscotch. <laughs> That's true. No. Right. Am I beating you? No. No? Okay. No, but you're getting pretty close. Yeah. Um, Suck okay. it, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. You don't have anything to do with <laughs> it. It doesn't do with it. All right. I have taken care of it. It is It is taken care of. Thank uh, you. Good. Please. Can we please end this now? <laughs> My <laughs> God. Are we going there now? Are, yes, are that was. Good? I just wanted to get that feedback done because I am not going to take the time to point out every individual that brought that up in feedback because we'll be here for another hour. Because I mean, I got inundated with our, our website, email, Twitter, and Facebook posts. Yeah, no. Nope. Right, can, I, I, can I share a a feedback that was sent to me? Yeah, please do. You, you personally? To me personally, because okay. like uh, many of us, we've become Facebook friends with. Several of our listeners, and one that goes way back. Who, when I'm always asked to like talk about listeners, I, I mention names, and I often forget this guy's name, and I don't know why because he's awesome, and he's a way, way back listener, and his name's Aaron. I was gonna say, is it Jimmy Forgetful Pants? Because that would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, okay. He's Aaron, and uh, I think we first got to know him way back when we did like a uh, a contest of some sort, and he sent in a picture of himself. As the white Lando. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to meet him. Oh, sorry, Dave. Shoot. This is the wrong time to bring it up, but we're going to meet him at our celebration event. He bought a ticket. Well, very cool. Is he going to be wearing his, his, his white Lando outfit? <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. So he sent me a, a personal, like a private message on Facebook that he and his family went to um, the Redwood National Forest where they filmed Jedi. And huh. he, he took a bunch of pictures and he sent some of them to me. But there actually is a picture. I'll show it to Chris. It's 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 because of the shape of it, but he sent this picture to me. It's a tree. I see it. And on a big wooden sign underneath the tree, it is called the octopus tree. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he sent this to me. He said the tree octopus may live on Dagobah, but the octopus tree lives on Endor. So he sent this to me and uh, there are pictures from like a vacation he took with his family, but he's a cool guy. And I just wanted to mention cool. him. That's cool. He's been a long time listener, even though he is a, a Manchester United fan and which, an LA Kings fan. Yeah. I can't abide by it, but um, me neither. I'm just, 
uh, he, he's a cool guy. So thank you, Aaron. He might be, if he's not the first, he's one of the first five to have given us a review on iTunes. So that's how far back he goes as a listener. Oh yeah. He was white. He was white Lando. Yep. Yeah. Yep. White Lando. <laughs> yeah, his, his his username was White Lando. I, I always notice that when I go. Awesome, White Lando. Um, hey, Dave. Hey, Chris. Is it time for the new scores of trivia? <laughs> it is time for the new, improved, and correct scores of Tim. What's this called? Imperial Pursuit Strikes Back. 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 Well, not bad, Tim. Can you say it in the voice of an old Jewish mother? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I would like to tell you all that we are about to play this Pursuit of the Imperials, and they're doing it for the second time. They're striking back. <laughs> that was good. That was, I like that. <laughs> that was over-explained. <laughs> okay. Now, so drink your milk, and eat your cheeses. Cheeses? Uh, so. Eat cheeses. Yeah, well, there's several different cheeses there. I got you some Monsters. I got you some Blindburgers. And uh, some Colby. After you doing this voice, I just saw you on FaceTime, like, I don't know, an hour ago, and you got a full <laughs> facial head of hair. And you doing this voice, it just freaked me to fuck out a little bit. I haven't shaved my face or the, any other part of my body since my dearly departed husband is best on. Because uh. <laughs> he's, he's the only one for me. So I, I shall have, never have another man except for Giuseppe. He says like- <laughs> So it sounds like Barbara Streisand a little bit. I don't know. This is completely, not completely out of left field, but a little bit in with the uh, that story of Torrin Far. I looked up Stephanie English to see the pictures. This is definitely not Torrin Far. But the first thing that comes up is an autographed picture of her in the Hoth gear, and it says, To Dave, you're a good friend, <laughs> Stephanie English. I thought that was weird. Of, of, I mean, it could only be four oh. names that it would catch my eye, and it was Dave. That, that's interesting. Well, it wasn't me. No. Oh. I thought maybe you'd have a line to uh, Dave is Bridget the only Kahn. Dave. <laughs> Madeline Kahn, yes. My hopes were de- well. I can look up where her grave is too. <laughs> All right, here are the scores. Okay, these are the. Oh yeah, there that is Stephanie English. She is a fox and a half. Oh, this is the best one. This is the best Stephanie English autograph anyone could ever get. It's actually a picture of. K3PO, but she is way in the background. She's like about a half inch tall, and she signed it right over her head. Fox. <laughs> Look at that. She's got a little bit of a goth thing, like an 80s she sort does, of like. doesn't she? Like an 80s new wave. Like she should be like Susie and the Banshees, like bass player. Yeah, well, Torn She's one of the out. Banshees. Stephanie English in. Sorry, Torn. Yep. What the hell is that? A jumping penis? <laughs> it's a jumping basketball. Oh, okay. Shattering <laughs> teeth. Uh, it does sound like that. All right. Here are the scores. Tim is in the lead. What? With 20. Yay! Then Matt is in second. Yay! With 16. Because of my four-point swing. What? I'm in third with 15. Not far ahead of Chris. What? What do I got? Who has 10. Yay! This is close. Right. This has probably been the most exciting round of trivia we've done with the most changes in first place position, I think. I would really have to do some research to say that's a true statement, but I, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. I I agree. It's, it's, it's been up and down and back and forth, and Chris was way out, and now he's within striking what distance. What was my... I guess you crossed him off. Like, when, like I had like, like negative like 15 or something. I see like Dave, are you sure this isn't you? Because I'm going through pictures of Stephanie English, and there's another one that says, to my good mate Dave, lots of love. Are you sure this isn't you? Oh, <laughs> Yeah, because I'm at all these conventions. Right. I mean, yes. it's just a natural question. What was your last convention that you were at? Uh, Probably the... Celebration in Orlando. Orlando? Yeah. Oh, we were, was it World? After oh, that? Was after that? Yeah. We have that okay. great picture of you and I looking thrilled behind the table when that Mandalorian's posing in front of it. <laughs> then that. Remember that. All right. That's the best picture ever taken for Star Wars in character. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys that started drinking at 10 a.m. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tim. Yes. First, are you ready? I am ready. Your your category is behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. <laughs> my That's my speciality. Um, 
It is, as that interview we just posted yeah. last week explained. But this could be about anything. <laughs> I I need I need to I need to start start getting um, conservative here. I'm gonna I'm only gonna do three. Oh, pussy. <laughs> All right, Tim. Here's yeah. question. What was it about Liam Neeson that caused His the car. production? Because <laughs> that caused the production of the Phantom Menace to have to spend an additional one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the set. Hmm? Something, something about the man himself. All right. That they they had to kind of you know make some adaptations and. and Oh, I think I know this. Caused the the production to have to spend an, an additional 150 grand because just because of him. Actually, brainless. Jeez, um, I don't know. Um, Thanks, William. <laughs> he was. He's. What is it? 150 grand. 150 grand. Yeah, no. Probably something to do with his hair. He refused to shave his head, so they had to make some other kind of wig for him. And the wig was... And he was allergic to whatever hair they were using, so they had to use some, like, far-off, like, Yeti for the hair. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say he wouldn't shave his head, and the wig they used, he was allergic to the hair... And uh, yeah, and they had to import. It was an exotic hair. I don't know if that's right, but give him a point for creativity. <laughs> God, yeah, that's right. Uh, it's, it's that is incorrect. Okay, <laughs> that <laughs> is I, uh, that, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> all right, yeah, the affair with Stephanie English, and she oh. seemed to come. All it was was that he was uh, incredibly tall. He was six four, and they had built because the of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> On account of the hair, they had already built the sets, and he could not fit through any of the doorways. Oh, God. so because he's six four, they had to rebuild and, and adjust the set. So, he, so he that's was a great question. Bumping his head, yeah. and it cost another hundred fifty grand. You know, I was, I was, I was thinking of his different attributes, and I was thinking, well, he's tall. Uh, he's got a, he's got a huge nose, and. You know what that means. And I was trying to think, well, how how would any of that affect the the, the budget? And I was like, oh, there you go. That's the answer. Here you go. All right. All right. So you lost three points, Tim. All right. Tim, where's he at now? Seventeen. He's still in the lead, without anyone going. Unlikely. All right, Matt. Yes, Dave. Your category is Hoth. Ah uh-huh. Torn far. Five points. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take five. I am not well. I guess I mean, what am I second? But Tim's got a big lead, so I need to catch up. But at this point, he's only one point ahead of you. Uh, right, oh, really? All right, you have sixteen. He has now seventeen. Oh, you know, then I'll go three as well. Great. I like that. Chris didn't call me a pussy, but called Tim a pussy. <laughs> I like you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> For three points, why weren't the snow speeders ready when Han wanted to go out on one to look for Luke? My God! As far as the description in the movie, or is there like a long technical reason? No, no. This is stated in the film. Okay, they weren't outfitted and adapted for the cold yet. Your final answer? Yes, final. Sorry, final answer. They were having trouble adapting them to the cold. How does he know that? And that is correct for three points. Because I just studied ah. Hoth intensely for Torn Far. Jesus, God. I studied Hoth intensely. <laughs> it's very cold there. That was right. good. Woohoo! I should have stuck with five. Damn it. Oh, well. That was good. All right, Chris. Yeah. Your category is Luke Skywalker. Hey. <laughs> oh, wait. You don't know the question. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? I don't oh, like this question about the it's main gonna be character. It's so silly. It's gonna be so silly that I'm gonna get it wrong. Um, I don't want to go too far in the hole. If you know what I mean. So that's not like you. I, 
<laughs> just say, I don't know what you mean when you say you don't want to. I'm going with three. I'm going with three, Dave. Okay. This is straightforward. Yeah, well, it's... In st- <laughs> what do you mean? That's horrible. <laughs> For me, it doesn't mean anything. In A New Hope. In A New Hope. Yeah. Who's the first person that Luke talks to? You've seen it a million times. I know. Who's the first person he talks to? Dean is my only friend. <laughs> the first person I'm trying to say when the first time you see him. That's probably a good start. That's a good start. <laughs> and the first thing that came, came in my head. Oh, Pam oh. Dauber. <laughs> was Baru. <laughs> Hang on. Um, that's. I want to say. I want to say. Yeah, I'm overthinking the shit, Baru. Final answer, Regis. Final answer for three points. Yeah, don't don't fuck with me here. <laughs> you get very belligerent. I do because I want to. I want to. I want to be close. I don't want to get too far in the hole. So- Get so far away. You're right. I thought that was <laughs> three points. No! Yes! You got it. That's all right. <laughs> it is his Aunt Baru. Because didn't she say your uncle wants to do something? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, not now. I'm masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> I should have guessed five. Because it could have been about anything. Oh, wait. Is it your turn, dude? Yeah. It's okay, my I'm turn. sorry. All right. Your question is. Well, actually, I should give you category first, huh? Category, please. <laughs> now, I'm so- I make up these categories due to the question at hand. That's the idea. <laughs> Star Wars films. <laughs> Star Wars films? <laughs> um, okay. Star Wars films. Star Wars films? Yes, that's your category. <laughs> I will bet. Did you make this up? I I did not make this up. Okay. I I could narrow it down. I'm narrowing it down. I'm betting five. I can narrow it down first. No, that's okay. Are you sure? That's okay. Wait. <laughs> Where's it at? Oh, my mouse isn't moving. Where's the fuck my mouse? <laughs> that's all right. There it is. That's all, all right. right. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm betting five. Which film... Oh in the trilogy to the temple of suds <laughs> if you're ready now throw down your forks oh. and come forward and have your soul cleansed in a job dead <laughs> oh. oh man we're not doing that now are we <laughs> are we doing that no don't play dead people i'm not all right what are they saying ready which film in the trilogy ends with ow as the last spoken word Clone Wars. Dave Which film in the trilogy ends with ow as the last spoken word? I know this. I saw the answer and I still like I'm still like Well if I'm I thinking, know you, I know you. Hey, hey. I know you. No, you're not mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> you're just saying, hey you. I know, I know you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um I I'm almost absolutely positive that it's uh this is sending chills down my spine. This song. It's the Empire Strikes Back because um he's getting his hand and, and two and B's poking his fingers with the thing and his you see his little Oh, there she is. Um, <laughs> it's like the, looking at the eyes of death itself. Looking at grim death. Oh, here comes the grandmother. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's Empire Strikes Back because B's poking his fingers and you see the little tendons, the little bionic tendons going through in his wrist. And he says, and he, he's he, he's supposed to be a Jedi, and he just fought the biggest badass in the galaxy, and he's getting poked by a little needle. He's going, ow! Yeah, that, 
That's five points. Oh my god, that's that's totally totally correct. All right. I was I read the question and I was like, and I saw the answer and I'm like, I forget what that what this guy was. <laughs> All right. You want to hear the updated scores, please? Chris in last with thirteen. That's not bad though. Then Tim in third with seventeen. Oh, that's bad. Then Matt in second with nineteen, and I'm back in first with twenty. Not bad, Dave. Uh, it's been seriously a, a, a really decent competition. All right, well, I'm catching up slowly. That's true. That you would be the. This would be the biggest Cinderella story. That's right. You all got to bet five, lose it, and I got to bet one to win. Yep. <laughs> You'd be like well, I, Rudy of uh, of Star Wars trivia. I was, I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, uh, it was Rudy, as he, as okay. he just said. I was about to say Rudy. <laughs> Rudy. <laughs> oh, there it is. Right at the end of the show. Cosby's back. Bloody pop. Well, thank you very much for listening to this episode featuring Torrin Farr. Join in next time we discuss IT Zero Interrogator. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information. 